0: Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Sadowski. Previously on Lady from Day. Leah shows the ice cellar tunnel entrance to Rowan and Siegfried, while Daylet, Taylor to the Gorlags, makes a cake that the Gorlags will never forget for their great feast to honor the capture of the two Kalosians, Rowan and Siegfried, who are disguised as women. Book three, Breaking Out is Hard to Do. Chapter 27 Twilight
1: Once nighttime started upon us, so did something strange. I can barely explain what exactly occurred. I heard howling and screams and what sounded like fits of rage. Daylight and I were still in the kitchen. We had been cleaning so as not to attract undue attention, just following Quark's orders.
2: What is going on? I had assumed that it would affect the Gorlogs like it does humans. Perhaps it affects them more physically, too.
1: I shrugged my shoulders and then the sounds quieted. Cork came through the doorway, looking a bit drunk. She mumbled out something I couldn't understand and collapsed in front of us on the floor.
2: We can't waste any time. We need to find Siegfried and Rowan, and now... I don't know how long the effect will last... Gorlogs are a lot larger than humans. I gave them enough of the dose for maybe half an hour's worth of twilight sleep. They hopefully won't remember anything for at least two hours after that. Daylight ushered me
1: out of the room, leading me over the body of cork, through the halls and towards the Scalag quarters. I noticed Nate Pack out of the corner of my eye, stumbling towards us in the faint torchlight that was above me. He raised his arm and then dropped it sloppily. ...like a zombie. Human! You silly human! He got next to me and put his arm around me. It was a very unusual gesture for a and very awkward. I like you humans! You nice! Then this Golag started to pet me. I did my best to wriggle out of his embrace and grabbed the torchlight above me and slammed it down as best I could on his head. He was a bit taller than me. It didn't exactly knock him out, as I hoped it would do. Instead, he plopped onto the stone floor below and started to pet the wall. Nice, human. Pretty and soft, human.
2: (laughs) It could be worse, I suppose. I think they are having hallucinations. Or at least night It is a side effect, but not always seen. I think that is how it is affecting the Gorlags. We walked some more and came to the servant quarters.
1: We didn't walk to them right away. There were some servants that had been woken up by the Gorlag noise and were venturing out of the room to look around. Siegfried and Rowan were already outside of the door, most likely realizing that what was happening was a result of something we had done. Now Mistress had come down to where we were. She just passed by the servant quarters all but Rowan and Siegfried ran back into the room and headed to Nate Pack who was behind me. I could tell she wasn't all screwed in either. She started to poke Nate Pack and yell at him.
2: Mootsie, Night Pack,
1: Mootsie, Why are you petting the wall, Night Pack? Mootsie, get up. It looked like fun. Let me try. Not fun. At all, but it is pretty. It's soft and wet. It remind me of Bath. We left the two in their days and were reunited with Rowan and Siegfried. Both of them were trying so hard not to laugh and bring attention to the other servants. We headed back to the kitchen to go to the ice cellar and had to jump over Cork's body again to get inside. Daylight quickly opened up the trap door and ushered us inside.
0: No, Mother. You've done enough for us all. You must go first.
2: Very well, Rowan. As you wish. It does make sense to do so as I know the way. Make sure you grab a torchlight before you follow us.
1: We progressed on the ever-cooling shaft. There was a sturdy rope ladder that led us down. The air was getting colder from the ice below us, and soon we could see our breath in front of us. It didn't help that it was autumn anyway. We had been in the keep for a while now. I was not looking forward to going outside in the chilly temperature, but we were escaping imprisonment so I wasn't about to complain. Daylight found the side tunnel we had been waiting for, and we slung ourselves inside. It was all hastily carved out dirt, but it was away from the chill of the ice. Daylight led us out. I was behind her, then Creed and Rowan.
2: At least these gore-like things are big. It's easy to get through here. I don't even have to bend down. It's actually not cold in here either.
0: <laughs> the underground usually keeps a constant temperature, if you haven't noticed already. It's equal to that of the above ground temperature average. Hmm. It will always be relatively the same down here. I guess that's why it's very good for ice in the warm seasons.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: thanks for enlightening me, he who knows everything.
1: <sighs> That's enough, you two. This is much too small of an area to have you fighting.
2: Well said, Lee. Now that we aren't being monitored, what is your real name? Leo Doe
1: Barg-Dwifene and Your Majesty.
2: <laughs> oh no, that will not do. You've done too much for me already here. You may always call me by just Daylat. Please, no bowing either.
1: Are you sure, Daylat?
2: I am sure. Although, upon our return, you might just do it one time until I explain things to Birchill.
1: She started moving forward once again and we continued to follow her. The tunnel was longer than I would have expected, but I do know they wanted it farther away from the keep to make sure it was well hidden. Soon we passed by an expansive, darkened
2: room, and I asked Daylat what it was. It's a wine-barrel cave. The Gorlogs are fond of that drink and hoard it likewise. We have a steep upwards climb after we pass this. I know the cave is at least fifty feet high. They keep it like a labyrinth, a giant maze that only they can figure out. There are several other openings in there for smaller rooms. Daylat finished and
1: urged us forward. There was a steep incline, just as she had said, and soon we were able to see the makings of moonlight splattering out in patterns at our feet.
2: Daylight whispered to us, The Gorlags keep this covered with branches as a means for collecting new Skalag prisoners. Let's hope that some victim will fall in. We must be quiet from here on. They could most likely hear us now, and I want to make sure we know where the guards are. I think the main effect of Dartura will be wearing off, and they would only be amnesiac. We proceeded farther up, and could make out the sounds of a
1: pair of Gorlags above us.
0: What do you think this is?
1: The voice sounded familiar. I would assume it was Rusket from earlier today. He was answered with another Gorlag. This one sounded like Skinner.
0: I don't know. Who are you? You are Gorlag, but I've never seen you before.
1: Not seen me before? I always been here. I think. You think not know? Not know
0: you? Who are you, Dun? I am a Gorlag too.
1: My name is... Uh, I... I not know my name. The strangest thing started to happen. The Gorlag actually started to cry. I could hear Siegfried behind me starting to hold back a laugh. I turned and glared at him, but it was too late.
0: Who was that? Who was who? Someone laughed! Someone laughed! It was you!
1: I could hear a bunch <sighs> being thrown and then another being fired <sighs> back. Suddenly I heard a large crash and one of the gulags flew into the tunnel we were in. It was Rusket and he was out cold, but not enough to let out a groan. Now is the time. Daylight walked over the unconscious gulag. We followed her up to the entrance. There was no time to stop. As we exited the tunnel, we could see Skinner on the ground in front of us. There was a long line of trees past him. Skinner was just getting up from the ground and managed to grab my leg. Siegfried and Rowan tried their best but weren't strong enough to release his grip.
0: Where are you going, woman? You go back to Skrag place! To arms!
1: I saw a sizable force of my men. Perhaps about twenty, peer out of the
2: trees, armed with bows and swords. As they got close to Skinner, Daylac put her hands up. No! He won't remember anything! Just get him off of Leah!
1: It was such a sight as it took about five grown men to pry Skinner off of me. Luckily he wasn't in his right mind, or he would have put up more of a fight. He was more confused than anything else, and he couldn't remember much of anything anyway So if he did manage to get a hold of me and carry me off, there would be a good chance he wouldn't know where to go anyway.
0: Are you all right, Leah? Did it hurt you?
1: Reynold was a very caring person. I smiled while Aras helped me up. Daylat watched us from a distance, her arms holding Rowan's as if she was afraid to let go. Yes, I am fine, Reynold. Thank you for asking. It was very kind of you. I'm just glad to be out of that place.
0: What do you want me to do with brute?
1: I noticed that my men were in the midst of tying him up, and the Gorlag looked very dazed and confused. I think it would be safe to just let him stay here. I would assume that it will take a while for the amnesia effect of the Tura to wear off.
2: Yes, I agree. I think it best if we leave this place before any Gorlag notices we are gone and their guards are down.
1: We all nodded in agreement, and my men led us out of the woods towards the town of Moir-Awin.
0: Leah is played by Sophie Neveu. Taylor is played by Mippa. Rowan is played by Faythorn. Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. And Mistress is played by Laura Fedora. Rusket is played by Jonathan Dolnier. Aras is played by R. Douglas Barbieri. Reynold is played by Blackened88. Gorlag1 is played by Moose. Nate Pack Gleimgrease is played by Jonathan Dolnier. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.